Jurassic World, Ocean's 8, The Incredibles 2 next week, Summer Movie Madness is upon us. E3 is in full swing, and you won't want to miss what's coming. And would you trade a Night Fury for a Luck Dragon? All of this, and always so much more, on the Geek Underground. Get plugged in. Are a sad, strange little man. Throw the freaking hump, imposter! What's that? Even listen to yourself when you talk. I drift in and out. Hey, cuckoo birds, do you mind? This is important. If you'll all excuse me, I have a man to beat in pool while wearing shorts. Mask Quest, do you hate this? Do you hate doing this? Do you? Are you like a crazy person? Why can't you see that for the compliment that it is? Wow, this is garbage. Welcome back to the Geek Underground. This is episode number 12. My name is Sean, otherwise known as Dadpool, using my cheesy, amazing, awesome radio name that we came up with because we're so cool. And I'm Libby, the Trash Panda. Did you catch the sarcasm? I still feel pretentious calling myself Dadpool, like I'm supposed to be cool calling myself that. Now, if you've seen our piece of fan art, I'm not really cool as my Dadpool. I'm actually running from a hammer-wielding trash panda. No, no, no. It's a mignonier-wielding trash panda. Oh, jeez. Let's get it right here. It's not just any hammer. Is it not Thor's hammer, though? Well, yeah, but it's still Manolia. It's not just a hammer. It's the hammer. But still, my statement is still a true factual statement in saying I'm running from a hammer, which I was because Mjolnir is a hammer. Whatever. Hammer. (laughs) But welcome to the show. We're so glad you chose us. I can't get my words out straight right now. Uh, But thank uh, you for choosing us because we are always um, appreciative of having you choose us. mm -hmm. And I'm going to not do that anymore. Okay. But we just saw Jurassic World. We did. We will talk about that in a little bit because I, I, I've got to share my thoughts. now. Do you mean you, you actually did thinking? I did thinking. I oh, did. Wow. I put on my thinking cap and thought about what the, the thinky stuff should be. Okay. I, I'm, I don't know. Okay. This is a horrible start to our podcast. If you yeah. are still listening, okay, <laughs> if you've stayed with the show this long, I promise you it will get better. Um, but one thing I, I do enjoy doing I, I do enjoy asking these these silly questions called would you rather questions yes you do because they can be fun they can really share a little bit about you and the way that you think even though it's really typically a no-win situation okay then trash panda so my question for you actually i've got a couple questions for you and the first would you rather though is would you rather only ever watch dc movies or marvel movies if you had a choice between the two and you, you one of them had to get axed out I know this, this is easy for you, probably knowing where your loyalties lie, but for some people, this might be tough because they enjoy the Batman Begins and the Dark Knight, and, and if you had to cut those out to watch Marvel, and maybe they'll get better. Maybe DC will rise up. You will lose your phantom, however, with Billy Zane. So what, what would your choice be on would you rather watch only DC or only Marvel? Well, I think it's a non-entity question because it would be Marvel. Okay. Um, however... I'm not a big. I mean, I liked Batman Begins, but if you're doing Batman, it's only going to be the Tim Burton ones. 
because the Tim Burton ones were amazing. That is Batman for me. Can, can I can not... I cut out the Batman Forever with Mister Freeze? That that one was that Forever that wasn't or is that Tim Burton? Okay, so you're, th- you're talking the first two Michael Keaton yeah. movies. Okay, so just those first two are the ones yeah. that you enjoy. Which one was was it Batman Forever? No, because Batman Forever was the Riddler and Two Face. Yeah. Well, which was the Batman with the Batman and Robin? With it was Alicia just Batman and Robin. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. it was really a downhill slide yeah. for the Batman franchise at the time. Okay, so this one's a little bit more difficult. Okay. Now we're going to talk about some superhero powers and the powers that you could potentially have. Yeah. So my question then is, would you rather have Superman's powers, which is, you think of that, that's flying, that's super strength, vision, laser beams, can survive in space. I'll even take away his allergy to kryptonite, okay? Yeah. So he's not allergic to kryptonite, all of the really cool powers, or would you have the powers of Domino? who, as we know, only has the power of luck, but in our conversations in past podcasts have really thought about what those powers could do. When you think about the power of luck, you could just about do anything and survive and live and have everything go your way. So here's the problem I'm having is because... In actual fact, I prefer Superman's powers. Because who doesn't want to fly, though? Who doesn't want super strength flying Superman's through mountains? Powers. However, Superman's DC, and we all know DC sucks. Sorry. <laughs> so, um, They've then had it would their moments. Me, Come on, we can't, leave... we can't knock DC you know that what? much. So they've I'm, had their I'm moments. I'm going to, because at the moment, they suck. And it's that's my opinion, and I, it is just my opinion, but until they actually start doing something to change that opinion, I like the Flash. That is where I am at, at the moment. I like the TV show, and I think if you watch the TV show, you would as well. Grant Grant Gustin in the TV show with that supporting cast, Tom Cavanaugh. It's a fun show. I think I need to get you into that one. I know. I know you tried Arrow. We, we both tried Arrow, and it was just too dark and brooding. It was hard for us to get behind that one. The Flash is lighter. I think. I, I think you'd know. enjoy it. No. Thank okay. You. So so okay. So no. yeah. So so no so, Superman just because he's DC. Well, that that's where my that would be difficult for me, be just because he is DC, and I don't want to be a bloke. So I guess. It but would the be... powers you you're not being Superman. You just have the powers of Superman. Okay, I guess I would take the powers of Superman and then go and take myself over to the Marvel universe and go and play with the Marvel people. No, but you're in the real world right now, sitting on that couch. Would you prefer to have the powers of Superman and no? kryptonite allergy yeah or have the powers of domino no i don't want the powers of domino i want superman's powers yeah yeah okay i, I think I, i'm actually going to follow you on that one as well whereas i would take domino in a fight with anybody to come out on top if she was fully refreshed i would take domino in a fight with anybody however i, I think i would like superman's and it isn't powers. just because of it isn't just because of the flight you just think about all the people you could actually help with that and, like, when stupid stuff happens, like, you know those jerks who park in two spaces because they think they're better than everybody else? I just pick their car up and then, like, just put it in one space. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to say drop it off a mountain, put it no. in a cliff. <laughs> I'm not going to damage their stuff. Okay. That's not okay. I, I was thinking you were going the whole vigilante justice type thing with no. your thing. I'm going to smash this car into a tiny ball because they took two spaces. No, okay, so you, you're just going to shift it over. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> What's wrong with that? So, so you have almost infinite strength. Powers beyond any mortal, what they could hope to comprehend, and you're going to shift cars in a parking lot. 
not just that, but <laughs> that's where why? That's, that's why? one thing. because you know what? If I look on the internet, and this is really sad, really, but if you look on Facebook and everything else, I see more posts about people getting angry about stuff like that than kids dying out in Africa because they've got no food. But see, that's where I figured you would take your powers. I want to help people. I want to help feed starving people no. and transport things. No, I want to move cars Sean, in parking lots. You didn't <laughs> listen. I said, think about all the people I, I could help. I know. And then also. Yeah, but you said that and then went right to moving cars in a parking yeah. lot. That's just. <laughs> so you want to be a valet. You want to be Superman and then go be a valet. Is that where we're going with no. this? Okay. <laughs> now you're just being mean. I know. I'm sorry. Okay. Finish your thought, though, on Superman and helping no, people. No, I'm just saying I could help lots of people and, you know, just go and do things like, right, you're being a nasty person and you're bombing all those people. So, no, no, no. You're not going to do that anymore. And then I'd go and kind of just, you know, find a little something and then go and put them in there and say, right, you're going to stay in there until I say you can come out. Okay. That could work. Drop food in there now and again. Just for the for the bad people. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. Just say so you stop being bad. No, you, you could do it. And and I don't know. I, I'm more just. Uh, I don't really have that altruistic thing when I was thinking about it. I'm just like I just want to fly. I just want to be able to fly because no. You look at any other superhero though that can fly. They usually don't have super so strength. Because, I'd hit a mountain and die. Because I have that like really but good Superman's like laser strength. vision. Yes. I'd make a really 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 good strong like prison thing. Okay. And then I'd stick it at the bottom of the Laurentian Trench where it's not going to kind of like combust because I'd make sure it's like super strong and then build this kind of like tube that goes up from the bottom all the way up so it gets air. For all the bad and, people. And then put all the bad people in there because then they'd never be able to escape. And oh, I'd just drop okay. fish down it. You hey, know? Speaking of that laser vision, could I carve my, my name onto the moon then no. just so everybody can see that like this moon is Okay, mine. I think it's... we're digressing here and all we're right. getting off topic. All right. so, so then the last would you rather question. So would you rather, now I know you love Marvel. I know you love Star Wars, and you have a love of things. Uh, Pixar, Disney, you have some love there. Actually, in Disney, uh, John Lasseter is stepping down as the head of Disney Animation and Pixar Studios. I mean, he's the one that like got the studio no, going. So, yeah, he's going to be gone at the end of the year. Him and Brad Bird. I know. I'm really sad, though. I mean, he's, he's directed that. Anyways, okay, it's way off topic. Okay, so, yes, you have all those great movies from Pixar, from Disney, from Marvel, and from Star Wars now. And I'm mm -hmm. sure there's more, but so let's take that Disney umbrella of all the properties they contain. Now you can only ever only watch the movies that are under that Disney umbrella or anything else but that, but not those. So you can watch either those movies or everything but those movies forever. Now everything but those movies is literally everything else. Hundreds of thousands of movies. You might just have thousands in the Disney library. If it's, it probably has hit a thousand by now, I'd imagine. Okay. So with my my Mjolnir and my now Superman powers, I'm going to say no to either of yours, and I'm going to do what I darn well want. No, you have to pick. No, because I'm now Superman-powered, and I have Mjolnir, <laughs> which means I'm worthy, so my choice matters, so therefore I'm doing what That's I want. That's not how you do a would-you-rather yeah, question. It is. I would I would just stay under the Disney umbrella because now it's really hard because you think of all just the comedies that I like. I think of all the other just action movies I really enjoy that I'm missing out on. It's a, it's a tough one. Think of every single other movie other than a Marvel, a Disney, or a Star Wars. It's hard. There, there's Because I love my Star Wars, and I love my Marvel, and I love Pixar. It does amazing stuff. And Disney, it's, it's difficult. That's a difficult question. It is. 
but, but forever for the rest of your life. No, way. you have you have to pick. No, you can't not pick. I can. Well, I, I guess you technically can. Um, well, we're going to move on because there is so much though to talk about this week. So much to talk about this week. So many things today. E3 has now been in full swing the entire weekend with lots of news, lots of revelations. Uh, as we mentioned before, Jurassic World, it came out at least here in the U.K. Uh, with a June 22nd <laughs> release in the States. I know the States have to wait two more weeks. I but know. the States, they got Ocean's 8, and we don't have that yet. It actually, apparently opened really well. It's had the highest grossing opening. Of the franchise. Of the franchise, and that's without adjusting for... Inflation. Uh, coming out also in the next few weeks, Incredibles 2, Hotel Artemis, Ant-Man and Wasp, Teen Titans Go, and your favorite, Mission Impossible number, uh, who cares? I'm not sure which number it is. Is it six, seven? It, I don't it's, know. It's, it's just too many. Fallout. Yes. Yes. But it's too many. It is definitely too many. We were sitting in the cinema yesterday, and you were out getting popcorn and fizzy drinks, soda, whatever you want to call it. And um, these kids behind us were sitting in the 4DX seats. And they're like, oh, yeah, we want to go and see that. It looks brilliant. And Claire's like, oh, oh, they've, like, made so many of those. Our nine-year-old said yes. that? That has never seen a single Mission Impossible Correct. movie. That's I good. think she's been listening She to listens me. to you way too much. Uh, but we did just – so now we're going to get on Jurassic World. We just saw this. I do, I think, have a very fair review of this movie. Okay. I'd like you to go first. I think okay. I, I might jump in at some points, but I'd like to hear how you start with this, and then we'll we'll kind of go through it a little bit at a time. Okay. Um, so we did go and see it. We took our children, and we have a eight-year-old and a nine-year-old. She's coming up ten, and my parents along. Well, my mum and my stepdad came along, and um, went and saw the movie. Starts out brilliant open scene, just you know classic Jurassic Park. Brilliant, fun, you know, got the, what is, what's that thing called? The big fish thing. The Oh, yeah, I can't remember. The, the one that eats the Indominus Rex at the end of the, Mamasaurus, at the, end of the it, anyway. Mamasaurus, it is a big know. mama. But anyway, so you've got that going on. And you've somebody dies, right? The T-Rex, sure. yeah. Um, really brilliant kind of just opening scene, though. Yeah. Fun, and you're just like, it's that classic thing of, Oh, there's nothing alive in here, you know, you'll be fine sort of thing. And you're like, seriously, dude, you're in the opening of a Jurassic Park movie. You're going to die. <laughs> seriously. Um, yeah, we're not really spoiling anything. That no, is just the, the intro of every single dies. Jurassic Park And there's Park no movie. main Somebody characters in the first dies. little bit anyway. Yeah. Um, but the ending of that first scene leaves it open in more than one sense for the what is the rest of the movie it's it's just it's different i mean the mosasaurus that's it okay the mosasaurus the um i mean it would begin with an m uh yeah and then the rest of the movie it's it's a very it's a movie of two halves the first half is very bright it's uh, a lot of action base but it, i've got to say it's the first jurassic world park movie that has actually made me jump. I mean, literally Since the first jump. one, right? Because the first one had that element yeah. of where that they, they really did a good job of pulling you into these tense situations. Now, and, and that brings me back to, you had mentioned we had, our, we had both of our kids there, which yeah. we did. What would you tell parents of small children? It, it was a little bit more intense than I, I thought it was going to be. I actually did have this conversation today because one of my coworkers said, oh, you saw the movie. What do you think? 
for children. And I said, in all honesty, um, I was happy taking our nine, ten-year-old. I felt it was too much for our eight-year-old. Um, it's Wait, she's, ten, she's ten next month, yeah. so she's really, and she's a much more mature. Uh, she can handle things like that, whereas our, our eight-year-old really is yeah. a little more sensitive towards so those things. So I suggested to her that taking her little one is probably not the best. Now, it is a 12A, which means you can take children along, and there were quite a few smaller children in the audience. Yeah, even younger than ours yeah. that were there. Um, but I, I, I wouldn't. But I personally think this is probably the darkest and apart from the first one, which was rated a PG and it never should be as far as I was concerned, this is probably one of the most intense and scary Jurassic Parks or Jurassic Worlds out there. And that, that is actually what you said is one of the things I have written down on mine as well, and that it was, it was a, a tale of two halves to this movie. There was, there was definitely those two halves. And really, you, you look at the way every movie is constructed. You have your setup. It, there's three acts. You have your setup, your confrontation, and your resolution. And so for most of the setup and then the very beginning of the confrontation, it is a bright movie. It's all filmed in Hawaii, so it's bright. The, the, the setting and the scenery is beautiful out there. And then when it gets to the rest of it, the confrontation and the resolution, it's a very dark, drab movie the rest of the way. And I'm surprised. I'm wondering, actually, the release date on the, the movie has been moved forward here rather than in America only because the first part of it in the first or the second act, if you want to call it, um, and that's in the trailer, so I'm not spoiling anything else. They have to get some. They have to get as many of the dinosaurs off the island as possible because the volcano is going to erupt, and it's basically going to destroy everything on yeah. on Isla Nublar. Uh, Nublar. So, but is that because Hawaii is experiencing that? And that was actually filmed in Hawaii, but is it because Hawaii is actually experiencing that right now? I haven't heard anything on that for why they moved it up, but I, I'm not. But there are, I mean, sure. I know for a fact, like Kalea, um, the few, the last scenes as the the volcano has erupted and as, you know, things, and they're getting off the island, there's a very emotional scene at the very end of that bit. And um, Kalea was almost in tears. And I'm like, it's not real. But then I realized, actually, it is real. And I said, you know, this is going on right now. And that, you know, there are things happening because of you know volcanoes erupting and stuff like that and i think it kind of it almost made me double think about you know what is happening in hawaii right now so it was kind of a it was a bit of a kick up the the bum as it were for me kind of like thinking about what's going on in the world right now because it is a, it is a you know it's like a parallel yeah but that, that's uh minus also... dinosaurs <laughs> But the second half of the movie is very, very, very dark. It's it's almost harkens back to, um, I don't know how many people would have seen it, but the Hammer Horror movies, very gothic, very shadowy, very suspenseful, you know, things creeping around, seeing shadows rather than the whole thing. I mean, I, in, I enjoyed it, but I didn't walk away going, I want to go and watch that again. Yeah, it, it's tough because... And I'm going to look over at Han Solo because that's one that's actually getting kind of lambasted by a lot of critics, at, the, at least just saying it's not doing well at the box office numbers-wise. Whereas review-wise, it's actually doing better than Jurassic World on IMDb right now. It's getting better reviews by, be. by people, uh, Han Solo is. And I think it's just more because Han Solo, it, it, was just, it was a fun movie start to finish. It makes you laugh all the way through Jurassic World. There were some moments where I laughed, but, but you didn't really have lots of these moments and it wasn't as enjoyable of a movie to watch, where Han Solo was just more fun. 
Yeah, there was, I mean, with all the Jurassic Park and, and the Jurassic World movies, it it's always been a balance of, like, the action and death, obviously, because it's, you know, there's the dinosaurs and everything else, with lighter, kind of more humorous moments. And they very much downplayed the lighter, humorous moments. And then when they did come upon you, you were so shocked that they were actually there, you kind of almost missed them. Yeah. And it was like, hey, wait a minute. Oh, oh, that was funny. Oh, okay. <laughs> and he, he kind of felt like shortchanged a little bit by it. I mean, I did not not enjoy it. This is not saying that this movie is bad or no, anything No, no, it was, wasn't bad at all. And I did enjoy it. But I've got to say, out of the Jurassic World and the Jurassic Park movies, it's not my favorite. Yeah, it's not pro- by it's far. It's going to do well at the box office. Yeah, it it will. will do well at the box office. It, it's going to beat Han Solo. But I think if you watch those two movies, you, you'll say you enjoyed Han Solo more. Yeah. I, I think you'll still appreciate the fact that you go and watch this movie because, because visually it is a stunning movie. It is. And and I do like the fact that they hearken back to that as suspense, you know, that, that intense type of, say, of we're going to try to scare you with the shadows yeah, and the, and the, the music and the thing that I did like effects. and that really, really impressed me is um, the velociraptors in Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. The first time you saw them, I mean, that sound, they were frightening. That And the, the noises they made and the fact that they were, you know, just how vicious these things were. They were the frightening thing. I mean, the T Rex was frightening, but those Velociraptors, you were like, there ain't if you they you getting one of their crosshairs, you're done. Yeah, because Absolutely they can go everywhere done. you can go. Where the T Rex, you can at least hide from it a little bit. Yeah, the Velociraptors can just go everywhere. And in the second one, you still saw that a bit, but they became a little easier. And in the third one, they just kind of let the guys go, and it's yeah. like okay. And then in Jurassic World, yes, they were still frightening. And yes, you wouldn't want to get in the way of one. But because they'd already got some sort of like control over them Human a bit. Human connection to them. They became just kind of less frightening, you know, in a way. Absolutely. But I've got to say with the Indoraptor in this one, that thing was absolutely. When they said, you know, Indominus Rex, you know, that one will give you parents nightmares. The Indominus Rex never gave me, you know, as a parent nightmares. That Indoraptor was truly terrifying. Well, and, and it was again back to the way they filmed it, where they had just the claw reaching out in the dark towards a little girl. I mean, they, they, they did so much with that in the yeah. suspense aspect of it. And, and that's what I did like about this movie is that they really went back to Jurassic Park, the original, yeah. to pull you in, to make you feel as if you're going through what they're going through. And it definitely, I mean, just, just the design of the old dinosaur, everything is just, it was truly terrifying now i was reading an, an article with colin Trevall. um is it trevaro trevaro and he was saying who that was the director of, of the last two movies yeah yeah no he didn't direct this last oh, did he one he just produced this one he produced and, okay, and he... wrote the story but he didn't so actually he di- do the directed the first one yeah but okay. he, i think he's directing number three um he was saying in number three they are going to be walking away from the splicing and making the new kind of like we're going to make a newer, better... Like a, desi- a designer, yeah, these designer dinosaurs. He's walking away from the designer dinosaurs and going back to the heart of the actual dinosaurs. And once you've seen the movie and the the thing that happens at the end, you'll understand why. Oh, this movie's just wide open for anything could happen in the next oh, one. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I mean, I don't know anything how they're going happen. to... Honestly, I don't know how they're going to wrap up the next movie and make it a tidy little package because... What's happened is like, I don't know how they're going to get that done in the space of two 
and a half hours. You're right. It, it is going to be tough trying to figure out where they're going to take this movie with the next one. We shouldn't really talk more about it than that. But we do have other movie news, I think. Did you have a couple yeah, things? That I, mean, you, I talking... want to finish up our movie news first before okay. we move on to something else. So talking about dinosaurs, it's not a hard jump to go to dragons. Mm, and the not new necessarily. How to Train Your Dragon 3 trailer oh, dropped. Oh, yes, it looks and it's great. so good. Oh, my goodness. The Light Fury. And it is called Light Fury. It I is called The so Light Fury. happy. It looks so Stunning. Well, all of theirs have been. They do a really good job of the, oh, the cinematography yeah. of making you feel like you're you're in a massive world when he's flying. You feel like yeah. you're up with the dragons. They've done a really good job with that. And and the fact that they've actually gone and they've upped the baddie another level. The Dragontopia. I mean, all of it. It looks so 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 good. And the fact that it the. There's the scene where Hiccup and uh, Toothless go and meet the, the Light Fury and he's going to kind of like do his thing and kind of like court her a little bit. Okay. And Hiccup's like yelling things at him to try and get him to impress her. But he's doing all these really weird kind of like, you know, birds that are courting, you know, doing the little dances around and looking like a complete nut, a donut the entire time, which is only just Toothless, isn't it? <laughs> but I love, I just, I'm so looking forward to that one. So looking forward to it. It just looks really fun. Okay, if you could have either Toothless or Safira from Aragon. Toothless. Okay. Toothless or Falcor from NeverEnding Story. Toothless. Toothless or what's another dragon? that Smaug. You, you wouldn't want Smaug, though. He's a mean, evil guy. But he talks like Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, that's true. You could have your own Benedict Cumberbatch. Well, I don't know if I can have my own Benedict Cumberbatch. I still or, take Toothless. I know Toothless is just so much cooler than everybody. But just, I, I don't know. Would you pit Toothless against Schmaug in a battle? Oh, yeah. Do you think Toothless could hold his own? Well, Toothless is the king of the dragons right now. So well, Schmaug okay. won't be able to do anything well, about no, it. No, but that, that's just a one-on-one, though. No, I, I don't. Yes, I think Toothless <laughs> could still win. He's a night fury. But that's true. I, he goes faster I and like, he's more agile. I like Toothless. Actually, I I was saying to Sean the other day that we need really our cat should either be named Toothless or Blue because he just kind of like the most derpy cat ever. And then all of a sudden he just starts attacking you and he's like, well, not, not in a bad way. He doesn't use claws <laughs> no, or no, teeth. No, he no, just no, has no, fun. No. He's roughhousing with you more than yeah. anything. Uh, no, but that, that movie looks fantastic. It does. I've really enjoyed the franchise. Even some of the TV show. I've watched some of that with the kids, and I've enjoyed yeah. what they've put out. But it it is fun to see this, this third trailer dropped. And uh, and there was also an Incredibles 2 clip that just uh, dropped as well, um, which looked really funny with Jack-Jack in another dimension and Mr. Incredibles running around the house going, Jack-Jack, want a cookie? Jack-Jack, want a cookie? Oh, <laughs> Trying I still to get him to come back. <laughs> I don't know how we got a Cars 2, a Cars 3, all the planes, trains, and whatevers before we got an Incredibles 2. No, it's ridiculous. This is the movie that everybody has been waiting for. If yeah. you were a Pixar fan, I have tons of friends that have just loved the Incredibles and just waiting for a second when we finally get it next weekend. And that is very yeah. exciting. I'm, I'm excited about that. And then there was a new Wreck It Ralph trailer, too. And that. The whole princess thing just had me in stitches because they've actually got Mandy Moore and <laughs> doing Rapunzel's voice. Do you guys and, need me to call someone? And Elisa Mandel, okay. <laughs> who plays Elsa. They've got like these women coming in and actually doing the voiceovers, which is even funnier. And it's it's brilliant. It's just it was so funny again. I'm just that one's gonna be 
just a proper roaring laughing movie. So yeah. I'm looking forward to that one. Do you want me yeah. to keep going? Do we have do we have more movie news first? Yes, I do. If there's more movie news, I have please, more movie please news. keep going. So, Doctor Doom. What about Doctor Doom? Doctor Doom. It looks like there's going to be a movie and it's being greenlit as soon as the Disney Fox merger goes through. Okay, now there's still some hiccups in that though. I know. So Noah Hawley, he's actually the writer of Legion. Oh, he's gonna, that's going to be weird. Is he going to do yeah. a Legion on Doctor he's Doom? He's actually got a script, and he's I'm just scared. waiting for the I red tape to go, and he's making Doctor Doom. It could be really good, but I, it could be. He, he's just gonna he's just gonna melt my mind. I I, I don't think I want to go yeah, watch but that that's movie. The character that Legion <laughs> is. This is you know. This no, that's is true. Whatever. Another really quick one, just really fresh on the grapevine. 2020, we're getting a Legally Blonde 3. Is Reese Witherspoon coming back for it? I don't know, but that makes me really smile. That made me so stupid, but I like it. (laughs) Unless it's Reese Witherspoon, that's going to be a direct-to-DVD. I I absolutely agree. But as long as it's Reese Witherspoon, I'm going to be happy. I mean, that was like Mean Girls 2. Remember when that came out? That was terrible. There was nobody in it. You don't have Rachel McAdams. You don't have Lindsay Lohan, although she's taken a a dive since then. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it it was made because you had Rachel McAdams. And what was the other, the two other girls that were the Mean Girls? I can't think of their names right now. Oh, one was Penny from the original Lost in Space. Yes. And then the other one, oh, she's super famous. I know. Oh, she was just in... um, no, she was she was in the blonde um, one. Oh yeah. So yeah. Anyways, uh, if they don't have Reese Witherspoon, it's going to be probably Amanda a Seyfried. Sta- I said Amy Anna Styles and close. Lacey Chabot, which is and Lizzie Kaplan. Um, they're the main ones. Okay. There you go. No, but I'm I'm still back to the Doctor Doom with with that Fox Disney merger. Comcast is really working hard to make sure that doesn't happen. They're really they're doing a lot now. I don't know oh. how they can stop it, but I really don't want this to be stopped because I want Disney to have all of the Marvel characters. And if they yeah. stop this, it's going to be so frustrating because then you lose well, Deadpool, no, Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, all the X Men. By Sony, well, I don't think okay. they can take Sony, Sony. Oh yeah, sorry. Sony does have Spider-Man still, but I th- it's just Spider-Man and all the characters associated with that. Whereas 21st Century Fox, they have. X-Men, they have Fantastic Four, and everything surrounding those worlds. There's so much that's tied into those two studios. But what would be really nice if they do buy Fox is at the end, the beginning of all the Star Wars movies, you'll get the actual 20th Century Fox. Like, da, 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 oh, there you go. Da, 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 Back like. Da, da, da. Oh, I love that. That was like, that bit was always attached to Star Wars. Yeah, we, we had a, a new hope on Laserdisc. If you remember Laserdisc back, yeah. in, the, back in the 80s. And, and that, that's the one thing that's in my mind ingrained about Star Wars on Laserdisc is that 21st century Fox opening and with the searchlights. And then you the blue-like script that yep. said, long, long ago in a galaxy far, far away. And then the crawl started. That, that was, yeah. uh, that was great. Yeah, perfect. But one of the movies that has come up on that list, I'm going to have a little rant about. Okay. Down further down it, it's only made 0.6 million. And I honestly, and it's, uh, it's gross is only 2.2, but I wish it hadn't made anything, to be quite honest. Again, just Because UK it's numbers. making me so angry. Is a movie called Show Dogs. Now, Sean, uh, when I told him about this, he's like, well, have you got that, you know, checked? Is that correct? And I said, yeah, it is. And I went on to Internet Movie Database, IMDb, and this is written in their trivia section. In the trivia section, not okay. the review, okay. but the trivia section. I'm going to read this word for word because you've got to understand how bad this is. 
As any part of any dog show, contestants are judged on their abilities and physical attributes. Fair enough. One part in particular is the inspection of the dog's private parts. Being that Max is a new to competing, he needs to learn the process so his partner Frank, along with the former show champion, work him to get ready for the final round of the competition. Since the inspection of the private parts will happen in the finals, Frank touches Max's private parts to get him used to it. Of course, Max doesn't like it and snaps at Frank for him to stop. Max then is then told by the former champion, who has been through the process before, that he needs to go to his zen place while it happens so he can get through it. More attempts are made by Frank to touch Max's private parts, but Max is still having trouble letting it happen and keeps snapping at him. The day the finals come, and if Max doesn't let his private parts be touched, he may lose the competition and any hope of finding the kidnapped panda. What it sexual predator on his ability to let this. somebody touch his private parts. The judge's hands slowly reach behind Max and he goes to his zen place. He's flying through the sky, okay, dancing on, with on. his partner, it's, flowers, just, blah, hold on, blah, hold blah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You, you, you've got the point there. Like, what? Like, wh- no, no, like, no. What is that? That is terrible. I'm going to say this and I would never completely go, you know, this is a movie you should never watch or everything else. Parents do not take your children to this movie. Because that is horrible. That is so, so not okay. And the fact that it's about dogs doesn't make a difference. Because the overriding message in that is it is okay for a stranger to touch your children as long as they go to their happy place. And if it doesn't happen, they might be letting something else bad happen. Which is exactly what a sexual predator would say. Exactly. So, yeah, no, that, that, that just does not... So that's my little rant. I'm going to get on my soapbox. I'm now going to get off it. But I am saying to parents, do not, do not take your kids to that movie. It's called Show Dogs. It is advertised as a kid's movie. It's got some really famous actors in it. But you know what? I don't care. I would really recommend you don't take your children to that movie. Because I've had friends in America. They took their kids not realizing that in their like this is not okay. They walked out of the movie because they were so disgusted. Wow. Yeah, that's that's just just yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just no. Gonna you, get off you're my fine. Thing it now. just kind of blows me away that that is actually in a movie and then showing up on IMDb yep. and um, just no. Wow. Not okay. File that under L M N O. Just yeah. just no. Do not go watch that movie. It's terrible. Can okay, I, I finished with my movie. Can I go to E three now? Yeah, They're, go to E three. See, the problem with E three is they've dumped, they've dumped so much stuff on us now. Can I just have you quickly preface for people who aren't gamers what E three is? Okay, E three. It is a massive video game convention that happens once a year where all of the major studios, the AAA studios, the independent studios, they all get together and showcase, here's our roadmap for the coming one year, two years, three years. So if you love gaming, you are paying attention to everything coming out of E3 because they're just dropping revelation after revelation of things that are happening. I'm just going to I'm just going to highlight a few because I cannot hit on all of these. Now there's a game called Anthem. If you've played the first one, you know what it's about. It's being released February 22nd, 2019. Now it's a very ambitious project from BioWare. Now for a studio that is long known for story-driven games that invoke this kind of sense of personal journey, to see them jumping into a shared world shooter is this massive jump and I'm I'm really concerned with how this is going to fit into the DNA of the developer. Yeah, I 
I looked at it, but I hadn't really looked, looked at it. It looks amazing. It looks really good. Um, but you just need to watch some of this gameplay because it's really breaking the internet right now. Anthem, again, you need to check this one out. We'll have a link to that. Now, one that has captured my heart, though, is Unravel 2. Livia, I showed you this trailer last it night. It looks so it cute. It has these two little dolls. If you played the first one, it's just an adorable, whimsical, singular co-op game where... Uh, again, if you played the first one, you know you're this little doll that's exploring the world, trying to make it through, solving puzzles, and just make it in life. You need to watch the gameplay again on the link I'm including. Uh, that one does have a release date. I'm not sure on that one, though. Um, we've also been teased with Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. We've been teased with Halo Infinite Wars, uh, or just Infinity. Fallout 76 uh, is wowing everyone. And the one thing that is exciting me the most, though, actually there's two release dates that are now out. Kingdom Hearts 3 has a release date. It's been being teased for years oh, now. Martin's and this makes Martin extraordinarily happy. January 25th, 2019, Kingdom Hearts 3 will finally, finally be here. And then Smash Brothers, Super Smash Brothers. Now, it doesn't have a date per se, but it will be out, they say, in 2018. Now, now there's so many things to come out of E3. I really can't touch on them all. I'll have some links to some of the fun stories that I have here. But one thing, that I think the last point that I want to talk about, and this leads to a question I want to really kind of see what you think about it, is so with Fallout 76, first off, it just wows everybody. It's, it's the next in line of the Fallout series, even though mm-hmm. it's, it's a prequel. But it's four times the size of Fallout 4. And Fallout 4 was, it was a massive game. I mean, it, it took hundreds of hours to really get through everything. And you could put hundreds and hundreds of hours into that game. And this is four times that size, but it's also exclusively a cloud-based game. Right. Uh, meaning you just download it or you download just the little bits of it that you need. And then you're playing essentially on a server. Now, w- why that's important is that the CEO of Ubisoft just came out and said that the next generation of game consoles will be the last. Because what he sees is he sees this move to cloud-based gaming where no matter what device you're on, you just log on to their servers, be it now that we have things like uh, the Apple TV you can get controllers for, like the uh, Amazon Fire Stick, our phones, our computers, whatever it is, everything is going to take place in the cloud and we're not going to need console-based systems at home. And that's the direction that he sees the gaming industry going. And this is the CEO of one of the elite, the top 10 production design companies in the world. Yeah. I I don't know if I like that. I mean, I understand why they're saying what they are, and I understand what that's what that's about. But I've never been that much of a PC gamer. But not just myself. PC, but again, you, you could have your computer and have just the same no, PlayStation controller or have the Apple TV and have the same PlayStation controller or have your phone or your iPad and have the same controller. I know, but I just... I, I... And it's hard now. now the, no, the, the... I understand getting the console to the point where it is all like download base you don't have discs you don't have discs you don't need the hardware you don't need everything else but i like having um i'm a person where i've got several different devices and i've got my phone and i've got my ipad i've got my laptop we've got the consoles you know but i like to segregate my devices so i don't overload any of them and for the most part Apart from a couple of games that I've enjoyed playing on the, like, the iPad, I don't like playing like even like the Lego games they make for like the App Store and everything else. They're not that great. They really aren't. They don't play that well. And even if I had a controller, I prefer to sit in front of the TV and play with a controller. And Which watch. you could still do without needing a console. 
Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing. That's where they're trying to go. Now, the, the, the pros of this that I see is that what they're saying is, is that you can pick up your game on any device, any anywhere you are. You don't need to be tied to your PlayStation 4 or your Xbox One or your PC. You can take it on any device, any computer, and you can just log in right where you left off or whatever checkpoint you have and continue playing your game. So you don't need the console from that point of view. Now, the, the downside is, is then we've lost our physical media and we're relying on servers to, to store whatever game it is that we're playing and there's always going to be a limited lifespan to these games because servers are going to shut down at some points we just saw i can't remember which game it was that martin was talking about two weeks ago it had been up for 15 years runescape, runescape thank you they, ju- they, they just shut those servers down so that game can no longer be played whereas i can go back to my super nintendo and play mario kart i can go back to my xbox 360 and i can play portal 2 there's games that i can always go back to because i have the cartridge i have the game i have the and disc. we're not waiting for them to basically rebuff it for the newer whatever i get i mean that's that's my thing as well i don't there are there are very few games that are online that I'm like, ooh, gotta play that and I really wanna play it. And I get I mean, even the Steam bot I mean, the Steam's cool. I get that. There's some games on there I wouldn't mind playing. Great, wonderful. But I've always been more of a let's have the hard things so that I've at least got that. I mean, if the world goes to rack and ruin, I've still got my stuff and I'm like, I could still plug in and I can still watch my stuff because I own it. It's not in this weird cloud thing that doesn't really exist but it is somewhere and then let's say an emp goes well there's all my games gone and now now on to that point though you and i were both very much physical media for dvds for blu-rays we want we always had to buy it to have it And, and and when digital movie downloads were coming along i never liked that because i wanted to have an actual copy of it but now yeah. all i want to do it's on apple suite we're buying it on apple we don't need to store the disc anywhere we have it on our apple devices let's do this and so potentially i'm thinking that i might get the same mindset with these games but the problem is is that they have to be able to guarantee a way that if i'm spending 60 dollars, 60 pounds whatever it is for these massive games I have to be able to pl- come back and play them if I want to play them 10 years down the road. I, I don't want to know that there's going to be just a limited lifespan to these games where there will be a point where I can't play it anymore. And, and that's what scares me about all of these massive online games or even just games if it's just a fighting game, but I've got to play it on a server. Eventually that server is going to get shut down and I can't go and play Tekken, Tekken Tournament anymore because, yeah. because well, I, I, it's gone. They, they've yeah. turned it off. And, and I, I just I don't know how I feel about that. No, I I've got to agree. I'm I I don't like that. I if we go to fully cloud-based server-based style where we don't actually have the physical media, again at some point that's going to get taken away from us. Yeah. And that's what's scary. Absolutely. And that's, that's yeah. And think about some of the great games that've been shut down like Fleck. <laughs> you always go back to Fleck. Fleck was amazing. I know Fleck was amazing. But again, uh, so so much happening at E3 this week. You need to check out. IGN's got some great coverage of what's going on there. What was the... I mean, I know... I really want to talk about Destiny. Because there was like a 10-minute long trailer documentary thing. They did a live stream of that and then posted it online and showed some of the new gameplay. Which is such a step up from what we've seen so far this year. Now, I do want to give Bungie credit. They started off terrible. There was really yeah. nowhere they could go but up, we hoped. And they have made steps in the right direction. Oh, yes. And it it does look, for the first time, I'm left wanting more from something from Destiny 2. 
Yeah. I mean, I've enjoyed this new recent The Warmind expansion. That has been interesting. I'm not a big Hive fan. It's not one of my favorite uh, Well, races. the Hive are like the flood to you yeah, from, from the original Halo. I know you didn't but like that But I've got to say, much. The Warmind with Zol and all that has been really good fun playing it through. And some of the new little tweaks have been... I've I've enjoyed them. I'm not gonna. I really have enjoyed doing them. Well, they've added. They've also added extra things to chase, uh, yeah. w- which you really didn't have up until this point. There, there's side quests you can do that. And I'm still working through some of these side quests, and we're well now over a, a month into this yeah. this new content. I'm still chasing some of the exotic weapons. Uh, th- there's things that are happening. I still haven't gotten very far in escalation protocol. I'm still trying to level up to get to that. And and so they, they've built these things in that have kept you wanting to come back. Now, the, 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 it's not without issue. I'm not going to get into those issues right now. There's still story there. They're really. still, they could have done things different with the story. Really, Zol, the, the, the end boss that you beat at the campaign, could have been its own raid. They could have made that new raid and actually yeah. really helped tie the story together a lot better. Uh, and there were some things with the Escalation but Protocol. In any case. But, but in any case, though, the, 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 new, the, the new video. Now, there's two new videos. Yes. We have one where they show us awesome, amazing gameplay, and there's awesomeness, and you feel the power. And that's what you want as, as a guardian, is you yeah. want to feel that power again. And they're showing some of these scenes where they've given you that power. Um, but again, they're bringing back your bounties. I know you really enjoyed bounties from, from Destiny 1. Bounties. Because it gave you that thing to come back to every single day. Yeah. Which has been lacking you. Yes, you have your weekly milestones in Destiny 2, but you are lacking that. Well, what do I do today now that my milestones yeah, are done? I mean, this last week, because they've had the uh, faction rally, it's been more, I want to be on there every day because there was a upgrade for my sunshot. And you've never been a hand I cannon fan. And we've got cannons. you. We've converted you to Thank hand you, cannons. Chris, because he did. And my, my brother got me on the hand cannon because I, I'm not really a hand cannon player. And then I played with it. And, and just, why do you like it, though? Um... I like it because the Warm Mind expansion is very hive-driven, and you get a lot of thrall running at you, and you manage to cut, pop a couple in the head, and the whole lot just go boom. They go popping like the little grunts in Halo. Do you remember the birthday? Yay! The birthday <laughs> for those Halo was it ODST? I think yeah, Halo yeah, Three yeah. The players. Heads. They will remember the confetti heads were when you did a headshot on a grunt. You get this little pop of confetti, which and then was they go, Yay! which was wonderful. <laughs> Oh, it's brilliant. <laughs> just so no, it feels things. like that. It just really does feel like that. And it's nice because you, you take a couple of shots. And yeah, sometimes it takes a few shots to get something down. But if you've got two characters standing right next to each other, they're done. Takes them all out. They're just like, boom, So Bungie, gone. if you're listening, which I, I know you're not, but I can hope and dream. If you're listening, though, we would love the birthday headshot again in, uh, in oh, yeah, Destiny. That, that would be so much fun as a, Thrill, a little... get little confetti shots. Yeah, brilliant. Now, the thing I really am looking forward to in the new expansion is... With the DLC or the, or the actual fall expansion? The, the fall expansion okay. is the Gambit. Which is the oh. PVE PvP? Because it's a com- yes, I'm not it a Crucible great. player. I I've got to be honest. It really frustrates me. And Sean goes and plays for me on Crucible, and then he gets these insane like kill ratios. And then people must be thinking, "How Techno Sugar's a really great player?" They're and then I go insane. in and play, and mine's like. 0.67 <laughs> and his is well over two and i'm like oh dear yeah. yeah i suck i really do and i'm okay with sucking on it i really do because i'm not a big fan of it but this well, so new... expl- explain the gambit a little bit and let people know so what, it, with what the it's gambit, about what's really nice about it is it's pve 
versus PvP, and you do get into two teams, but you're in two separate little areas, and you can see each other, but you are basically going to be overrun by one of the other races, like Fallen or Cabal or Vex or the Hive, and you have got to basically defeat them in your team, then you get to pick up these moats off the ground and feed them into your little moat meter thing. And if the moat meter gets full up, you then push a blocker on the other side to the other team who then have to defeat the blocker before they can start putting their moats in. And once you get the moat thing full, your final boss will appear. And then when you defeat the and boss... And the first one to take it out. That, that's the winners. But you can also... Yeah, there's the PvP element as yeah, well. You can actually, um, if you do a certain amount of moats, you can actually force like a, a like a, a wormhole so you can jump to the other side with a rocket launcher or whatever you want and completely obliterate the other team. Well, you have to be good enough to completely... Obl- I think yeah, you should stay on your side. Really you fun. should stay on your side and let somebody else go and obliterate the but other team. But it, it looks really fun. The mechanics of it reminded me of Tetris Attack or yeah, the, the, yeah, the yeah. bust a move <laughs> as well where you're putting the bubbles on your side and they go to the person's other, other person's screen. and so, so it is something very much like that where you're affecting the way the other team goes about their business by just sending crap their way. And yeah, it's, yeah. It does look like a whole lot of fun with that. Now, some of the other year two stuff that's coming out, one of which you spent a lot of time two nights ago, mass, mass bulk shader deletion. You can get rid of all of one shader, oh all 300 gosh. of a single shader in a single click instead of having to disassemble, Except disassemble through. Oh, my goodness. Some of us keep up with their shader deletion so they don't have 356. No, it's 256 because we figured he had like three different ones that were maxed out at 256. We think that's the maximum amount of one particular of shader. shader that you can have. And I sat there for a good half an hour with the show on and I worked out. It's like put your thumb down, pull it off, Two, three, and down. Two, three, and down for half an hour. And I still didn't get all through your shaders. One of the things that really um, I was interested in is the, um, what's that place called? The Dream World that they're starting with? Um, And basically, this place that they're going to be setting people off in it will change every time people oh, go and that, play that's all, in That's there. all the raid, though. That's going to be the raid. I know, yeah. I know you haven't raided much yet. No. So every time you play, though, they say there's going to be different puzzles, different ways through. So in, in the first Destiny and then even into the first part of Destiny 2, you, you essentially have to learn the mechanics of how a level works. Once you've just memorized what you're supposed to do, you kind of just through rote go, and I kill this guy here, I stand on this plate, I do this, and then the boss, I can shoot him. And it was always the same thing, whereas now they're saying it's going to change. It's going to be different, which when you have this this type of adaptive environment to you, that sounds really cool. It's something yeah. that Destiny hasn't done before, and the fact that you have to go and then figure out, well, how do I kill the boss today because things are going to be different, it's going to make the raids an entirely new challenge. And I'm excited about that. Yeah, I am. And there's one more sad note we need to leave Destiny 2 on. Oh, yeah. Did you, did anybody else catch the the drop the video that just came out where yeah. this is not spoiling anything it's in a video Cade 6 dies No we don't know that It shows him getting taken out a guy standing over him with a revolver putting a bullet in his head So Cade 6 is dead How many times have I been shot in the head I come back Yeah but they took out his ghost as well his ghost is gone they they show them shooting that out Yeah but somebody else said as well that you know Cade 
because he is a cat person. Let's just point that out right now. Okay. Cade is the coolest character in Destiny 2, and he's a cat person. Suck it, dog people. But it is a cat person. And he's Cade 6. So is he on his sixth line? The sixth reboot of Cade. It, it could be. So but now but also, he needs to be Cade 7. Th- they're never going to give that kind of reveal away in no. a trailer. If something like that were to happen, it would be in-game as this massive end surprise. But no, people would be... They but I almost outraged. cried. I almost cried watching that trailer of because seeing him. He looks so so helpless. You know, if it was Aww. a Cora, I don't think anybody would care. Oh, no, but it's Cade. If it had been Zavala, Zavala. I don't think anybody no, but, would have cared. Oh. But you don't take out Cade. I'm sorry, you, you just out, don't. And you can't take out Nathan Fillion. Do you know what? If they actually do end up doing that, I'm going to go and get my little my little Velociraptor and I'm going to set it on whoever just shot him. I don't know what that thing is. I know he's one of the scorn, but I'm just going to be like, no, I'm going to make my Velociraptor chew on your head. All right. So, yeah, check out E3 stuff. Though The, the stuff coming out of E3 is amazing right now. I was talking to Martin earlier, and hopefully he'll bring some stuff. Actually, he is coming on the show next or this coming yeah, next week. Yeah. Uh, he'll be with us, and he has this, this slew of games and things he wants to talk about and cover. Uh, um, amazing stuff. Really awesome stuff coming out of E3. Uh, it's going to be a, a really exciting next six months. I'm going to be out of money and broke by, by 2019 as I try to go through and collect all of these ones that are coming out in the next little bit. But I, I think we're done, though. I think we gotta we got to wrap it up. Do we? We Well, we don't have to, but we should. Okay. We really should. People okay. are getting sick and tired of us. They, they want to... F- well, they might have flipped us off already. I don't know. Well, hopefully they don't flip us off. Just turn us off. Yeah, if there you're gonna... you go. <laughs> and if you do decide to flip us off, at least send us a picture so we know we're getting flipped off, then we're aware of it. I guess being turned off is better than being turned on. Um, okay, so from the Geek Underground, have a great night. Have a wonderful, wonderful night. Be unique. And don't forget to be awesome, guys. We love you. Thank you so much for joining us. Bye. The Geek Underground will return next week. But until then, don't forget to be awesome.